0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: Good Monday morning, uh, folks. This is uh, the Surveyor's Hour on America's Web Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Lucas. I'm a land surveyor and attorney at law. We'll spend the next hour talking about land surveying and land surveyors. Uh, as always, your questions and comments are welcomed. Um, you can send them to jeff at com. You can find out more about me on my personal website, www.lucasandcompany.com. Uh, go to our website, check out uh, our available resources there. Okay, last week uh, we had John Stahl on the program, and for several weeks prior to this week we've, we've had guests on the program uh, I think the program goes uh, a lot better with a guest on it, but we don't have a guest this week. <clears throat> I do encourage you to, uh, listen to the podcast of last week's, uh, last week's program, uh, from a, just a personal standpoint. I thought that that was maybe the best program, uh, we've done to date. I've done to date, you know, uh, not, not that the guests, the prior guests haven't been, haven't been great guests. They have been. I, I just put that on the, uh, on the host. But I thought it was a great program. Uh John Stahl, uh out of Utah, very knowledgeable guy, uh, understands uh what is going on with the surveying profession very well. That's what we were talking about. Uh we could have spent another hour talking. So I'm gonna I'll try to get uh, I'll try to get John back on the program. Um, <clears throat> and some of our other guests we've had before uh back on the program. But uh I'm also, I am looking for a uh, new guest to come on and uh, I've got some feelers out there. So we'll, we'll get some more guests on the program, uh, coming up. Uh, but last time we didn't have a guest, uh, I think we were talking about, uh, deed interpretation, generally speaking. We're not really going to go back, uh, to that discussion per se. Um, I want to talk about a, uh, a new subject. Uh, that's, um, that's gotten a little bit of interest, uh, here, uh, lately. Uh, it's, uh, it has to do with the definition of surveying. I've been, <clears throat> I've been talking about writing about complaining about the definition of surveying for, uh, for a number of years now. And it's, it's, it's really problematic. Um, I've written articles about it at, on my, in my POB column. And uh, in April, I just happened, and I've and I've given seminar presentations, uh, including uh, discussions of the problem with the definition of surveying, and um, but <clears throat> I never really got any attention uh, beyond uh, my immediate audience. Uh, never, uh, never got a call. Never, never got a. Uh, a remark about um, about the definition of surveying and my comments on the definition of surveying. Until this past April, uh, I, uh, as you know, I'm a regular columnist for P.O.B. magazine, and some people continue continue to ask me, Jeff, do you still write for the magazine? Um, for a long time, uh, I first started writing for P.O.B. magazine back in 2004. And, uh, my column was, I, I didn't really have what I would consider a regular column. I, I would submit, uh, some articles and they would get, uh, published, uh, periodically after about a year or so of doing that. I, I went, uh, to a, uh, monthly column. <clears throat> so I did a monthly column. I don't know, probably for, since two, from 2006 up to somewhere around 2010, 2011. And then I, uh, just because of workload and stuff, I, I cut back to a, uh, an every other month column. So I still have a regular column that's every other month, uh, for those of you who are interested, or if you open up the magazine and you don't see my column, which is called Traversing the Law, uh, you, you, if, right now my column appears every even month, so it appears uh, in the February edition, uh, it appeared in June, the June edition, sixth month of the year. It'll appear in the August edition, so, and it appeared in the April edition. So, uh, every, every even month is when my column shows up if you're interested. Well, <clears throat> and for the April column, I decided to go back to this issue of the definition of survey. Um, it's been an issue for a long long time i i became licensed i i got into the land surveying profession profession in nineteen seventy six i was uh licensed in nineteen eighty four and in order to get licensed of course you have to study um you have to study um the uh legislation and administrative code dealing with land surveying so this, this definitional answering uh, that I'm discussing that we're talking about here today has been around for a long, long time. As, as far back as I can remember, uh, the definition has pretty much uh, been uh, the same as it is now. And it's been problematic all along. I just didn't know how problematic it was and until um, post-law school, uh, which uh, I finished up law school. In 2002, uh, I sat for the uh, bar exam in 2003 here in Alabama, passed the exam, <coughs> became a licensed uh, attorney, member of the Alabama bar in 2003. Started writing for POB Magazine in 2004 and started giving seminar presentations about that same time also. So I, since 2004, I have been... Um, involved in the process of um, of studying, uh finding, researching, writing about, talking about, lecturing about the legal aspects of surveying. So it, it took it took law school for me to uh recognize well first of all, uh to uh, it took law school for me to start searching and researching the law to find answers for many of the questions that I had in my mind about land surveying. Uh, I, I had a, when I went to law school, I had a, a almost a 20 year career under my belt. I was licensed in five states and there were still issues that I didn't understand about what I was doing as a land surveyor. That's because they don't teach you. Uh, they don't teach you uh, what you're supposed to be doing as a land surveyor. And in that respect, it's kind of like the law. It's kind of like uh, law school. They don't teach you how to be a lawyer in, uh, excuse me, folks, I've got to get that phone disconnected. Um, they don't teach you how to be a lawyer in law school. Um, they teach you about the law, not how to be a lawyer. And I guess it's kind of the same with, with surveying. Uh, <clears throat> they teach you a little bit. They te- when, when you take courses or read books or uh, study uh, legislation and administrative code, which regulates the profession of surveying, it doesn't teach you how to be a surveyor. It teaches you about surveying, but it doesn't teach you how to be a surveyor. So I had to study the law to figure out what I was supposed to be doing as a land surveyor. And uh, the, the best class I ever took, uh, the most advantageous class I ever took, was the very first one I signed up for in law school, and that was legal research. Now, back in uh, the late 90s, when I entered into law school, um, the Internet isn't what it is today. I don't even remember if Google was around. Uh, you, you, couldn't, you couldn't just go in and Google and, and do legal research, so to speak and and find cases uh, uh on on a uh, legal cases uh appellate court opinions on uh, certain aspects of 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 the law that you you might want to focus in on back then in order to really uh be able to do uh significant or meaningful legal research you had to have a search engine like Westlaw or Lexis uh i'm not i'm not touting either one of those i'm just saying that's basically what you had to do in order to be able to get uh do good legal research and uh they provided that westlaw uh, provided uh, free access for students to uh to their search engine um, and uh, the first class one of the first classes i took was how to do legal research which was uh, an eye-opening experience. It was a, it was an eye-opening experience. It was the best class I ever took. I learned more about the law doing legal research than I did um, at subsequent to law school. Uh, more about the law and and my duties and responsibilities as a land surveyor uh, by searching the law and and finding out what the law had to say about these issues that we've been talking about. This is my seventeenth show. And that's what we've been talking about uh, this whole time. We've been talking about, in essence, the duties and responsibilities of the land surveyor um, relative to uh, to property rights and property boundaries. And you know, th- those were those were bad words uh, when I was uh, when I was quote unquote growing up in the land surveying profession. Uh, the the word property was um, was uh, sort of uh, uh, it, it, it wasn't a word that we used. We, we were not about. We, we were not taught to deal with property issues. As a matter of fact, some of the most uh, revered surveying texts out there, uh, surveying books, the Brown, the Brown books, uh, basically uh, argued to a certain extent argued against surveyors being involved with dealing with people's property rights. And so that's that's. Probably the genesis of the problem with this with this surveying definition that we're going to discuss here a little bit, and um, um, uh, an issue that continues that continues to this day. So um, when I first uh, was was getting prepared to uh, take my first surveyor's exam. And I had to study the statutes that, re, re, this was down in Florida, I had to study the Florida statutes that dealt with uh, surveying. I had to know what the definition of surveying was. Uh, I had to study the administrative code uh, that the board promulgates, uh, the administrative board that, that administers the land surveying profession. There's there's probably an administrative, I'm sure of it, there's an administrative board over the land surveying profession in every state in the United States. <clears throat> and uh that, that's that's how professions become regulated. There's a law, we're gonna talk about this in a little more detail after the break, but uh there's a law that creates a regulatory board and then that regulatory board uh gets board members um appointed to it and then those board members, uh, along with uh, help from council, um, create rules. They they create the uh, administrative code. That's that's just the rules. Uh, g- given what the law is, see, we want to license and regulate land surveyors. Uh, what happens is a board gets created, and then that board creates rules. And those rules uh, are how the board uh, administers of the profession it could be the land surveying profession it could be engineering profession and many times those two are lumped together uh, with one board that's the case in uh several of the states that I'm licensed in uh Alabama where I where I live uh, we have an engineering and land surveying board and that's another part another part of the issue here on, with the definition of survey.
0: On that, let's yeah. uh, let people think about it, and uh, we'll take our first break, and we'll be back right after this with Jeff. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number. or go to quickstate.com that's q-u-i-k-s-t-a-k-e dot com and order your samples ask your surveying supply dealer for Quickstakes today and I'd like to remind everybody if you haven't ordered your sample do it and business is coming back it's going to be booming folks so Stock up, get ready for it, call Quickstakes, 800-438-0387, and order your markers and your Quickstakes. So we'll be getting back with Jeff momentarily. Stay tuned.
1: Whether cruising the strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from eight to nine a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Quick stakes.
0: Does your survey supply dealer have Quick stakes? If not, demand that they start carrying Quick stakes. Did you know that Quick are better for your back than your local chiropractor? Lightweight and easier to use than the old heavy wooden stake. Order a sample today and prove it to yourself. Quick Steaks, your bike-friendly stake. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: Welcome back, folks. This is Jeff Lucas, uh, host of the Surveyors Hour and uh we were talking about um we're we're getting into the discussion of uh the definition of surveying and um doing a little something on my computer here uh the definition of surveying and I'll give you some background and some history uh just so that you'll understand where I'm coming from uh with this definition now uh there's another organization besides these boards these regulatory boards there's another organization you need to be um Cognizant of, and you may already, it's called the uh, uh, NCEES. That's the National Council of Engineers uh, of Examiners of Engineers and Surveyors. And again, now we have uh, we have the uh, okay. Now we have the uh, the engineers and the surveyors uh, uh, in the same room again today. Uh, uh, in the same room again, we got the engineers lined up with the surveyors now. Uh, one of the issues that I've had um, uh, on on several occasions is um, and, and this gets involved in this definition of surveying this gets involved in this definition of surveying is uh surveying is not an engineering uh, function it's not a design function it's not a calculation and, and that's one of I think one of the root problems here with uh, with the definition of surveying is um, Is, uh, we have engineers, uh, who, uh, don't understand surveying and surveyors don't really need to understand engineering, but they're in charge of, they're in charge of the situation. So the NCEES, National Council of, uh, Examiners for Engineers and Surveyors is this umbrella group, um, similar, if you, if you're a college football fan, it's similar to the NCAA. Uh, it's an umbrella group that has rules and regulations that it wants to administer. Uh, and it has member organizations in NCEES's case. The member organizations are the various boards across the country. Uh, the engineering and surveying board in some cases, maybe it's just a uh, surveying, a surveying board or an engineering board. But, um, basically all 50 states are represented, uh, at the NCEES. Uh, as member institutions or, or uh, institution members of the NCEES. Now one of the things that uh the NCEES does is they um, they promulgate uh model laws and model rules. Uh and they do this um, for their member institutions and uh to, um, to to for these member institutions to have uh, model rules and laws to go by when they when they set up these boards that created get created by legislation So there's model legislation. This is what you go. And so the idea is this is what you go to your uh, st- uh, State legislature with to to enact uh, a regulatory uh, 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 To enact laws to create a regulatory board and then the regulatory board um, Is created and then they Turn to the model rules, uh, in order to promulgate rules for regulating the profession. So that's kind of, that's kind of the background here. And um, I'll just read you from the, uh, NCEES a little bit from the NCEES model law, what their purpose is. So the vision of the National Council of Engineers, Examiners for Engineers and Surveyors is to provide leadership And professional licensure of engineers and surveyors through excellence in uniform laws, licensing standards, and professional ethics in order to safeguard the health, safety, and welfare of the public and to shape the future of professional licensure. The mission of the NCEES is to advance licensure for engineers and surveyors in order to safeguard the health, safety, and welfare of the product. Of, of the public, uh, and then they go on. Um, NCES serves as an organization through its members, the engineering and land surveying licensure boards in the U.S. and the U.S. territories. Uh, the model law set forth ideas about regulation and engineering of surveying licensure. The model rules contemplate, uh, contemplates the model laws and provides model rules and regulation for the ways member boards. Can carry out the general concepts. And skipping on down, this kind of gets to the uh, meat of it. By vote, the majority of NCEES member boards have agreed to the language in the model law
0: and model rules
1: and represents the gold standard for engineering and surveying licensure requirements in the United States. So this, they, they tout this as the gold standard for the model laws. And um, so my experience has, has taught me uh, by uh, studying the law, as I discussed in the first segment we had here, is that um, by and large, and I don't have an exact number, uh, I know every board in the United States has not necessarily adopted The model rules and laws as promulgated by the NCEES, but pretty, it's pretty close. It's pretty close. I've seen, uh, I've seen some variations, but not a whole lot. So this definition uh, is pretty uniform across the country. The definition of surveying. And I want to read this definition to you. It comes right out of the model law. And then we'll discuss it uh, to a certain extent. Okay. First, what's a professional surveyor? Now, this 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 isn't the definition of surveying. This is what is a professional surveyor, and this is what the model. And I'm I'm working with the 2008 August 2018 uh, model law. The professional surveyor, the term professional surveyor as used in this act, shall mean an individual who has been duly licensed as a professional surveyor by a board established under the act, and who is a professional specialist in the techniques of measuring land, educated in the be- basic principles of mathematics, and related physical and a- applied sciences, and related requirements of law for adequate evidence, uh, and all requisite uh, to surveying of real property and engage in the practices of surveying here and Define. Now, here's the definition. Uh, if we scroll on down, we're, we're on page, we're under the definition section of the model law, uh, we're near the beginning of the model law where they lay out the definitions. I'm, I'm going to read through this so that we know what we're talking about. Practice of surveying. The term practice of surveying as used in this act shall mean providing or offering to provide professional services using such sciences as mathematics, geodesy, and photogrammetry involving both one the making of geometric measurements and gathering related information pertaining to the physical or legal features of the Earth, improvements on the Earth, the space above, on, or below the Earth, and two, providing, utilizing, or developing the the same into survey products such as graphics, data, maps, plans, reports, descriptions, or projects. Professional services uh, include acts of consultation investigation, testimony evaluation, expert technical testimony, planning, mapping, assembling and interpreting, gathering measurements and information related to any one of the following tasks. So there's we're got uh, an, an A through G uh, task laid out that are um, that are uh, surveying activity okay the first one. Determining and measuring the configuration or contour of the Earth's surface on p- or the position of fixed objects thereon. Now, if we think about the advancements in technology and uh, and measuring tools, uh, which we've discussed to a certain extent on this show, uh, my question is, who can't determine, who can't do this function? Determined by measurements, the configuration or contour of the Earth's surface or positions of fixed objects thereon. Google Earth is doing that right now. Google Earth is doing that right now. They have, um, uh, you can just go to Google Earth, and they have determined by measurement the configuration or contour of the Earth's surface. You can get uh, X, Y, and Z values off of Google Earth and it's it's almost absolutely free. Matter of fact, all you need is an internet connection and you can do the same thing. Determining by performing geodetic surveys the size and shape of the earth or the position of any point on the earth um, with the right tools and uh, a little bit of education, this is also a function that could be done by uh, almost anyone with the right tools and the right amount of training. Now, C, number three here on the list: locating, relocating, establishing, re-establishing, or retracing property lines or boundaries of any tract of land, road, right of way, or easement. All right. Now, that's getting to the core issue of surveying. That's getting to the core issue of surveying. Well, we're now we're dealing with property lines or boundaries of any tract of land, road, right of way, or easement. So this is this is the. Um, this would, this would be basically an exclusive survey, uh, service that the land surveying profession was created, uh, to cover. Uh, the fourth item here, making any surveys for the division, subdivision, or consolidation of any tracts of land. That also touches on the core issue of surveying, which is dealing with people's property, uh, boundaries and property rights. Uh, there's three more here, locating and laying out alignments, positions, and elevations for the construction of fixed works. And that is no longer uh, strictly within the purview of the surveyor. Um, we have machine control now and contractors, uh, um, basically can do their own layout. They can have, hire their own people and do their own layout. Uh, machine control, uh, we're doing it with, uh, um, with uh, GPS instruments uh, attached to the bulldozers, attached to the graders. This is not exclusive to land surveying. Determining by the use of principles of surveying the position of any survey monument, boundary or non-boundary, or reference point, establishing or replacing any such monument or reference point. That's a technical issue there. Uh, that's probably something that if anyone else uh, attempted to do that, they could get in trouble with a regulatory board. But it's a technical issue. It doesn't really have to do a, a whole lot necessarily with uh, property rights. Creating, preparing, and modifying electronic computerized or other data relative to performance of the activities referenced in items A through F above. And... Um, uh, that's basically a sur- preparing a survey map based on surveying uh, measurements. All right, we're going to get into the problems of, uh, of the definition and why it's so bad uh, when we come back after this uh, this break. And uh, so this is Jeff Lucas with the Surveyor's Hour, and we will be back.
0: Quick Steaks. Does your survey supply dealer have Quick stakes? If not, demand that they start carrying Quick Steaks. Did you know that Quick Steaks are better for your back than in your local chiropractor? Lightweight and easier to use than the old heavy wooden steak. Order a sample today and prove it to yourself. Quick Steaks. Your back friendly steak. This is Dr. Susan Blank, host of Detailing Addiction on America's Web Radio. Please join us at 4 p.m. on Tuesday afternoons. Quick stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number: eight 800- hundred. Four three eight zero three eight seven, or go to quickstake.com. That's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E dot com and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork dot com. Thank you for listening.
1: Okay. Welcome back folks. This is Jeff Lucas with, uh, uh, the Surveyor's Hour. On America's Web Radio. Alright, so the problem with the definition of surveying. If you've been with us for any amount of time, then you know that there are two fundamental principles of surveying. You're either an original surveyor laying out brand new lines for the very first time, or, or doing what's called for in the definition, uh, the fourth, the, the fourth definition of, uh, of the practice of surveying. Making any survey for the division, subdivision, or consolidation of any tract of land. Okay, that's 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 basically an original survey. It doesn't say that, but that's basically describing an original survey, where we're uh, we're subdividing the land. The the function of the original surveyor is to as precisely as possible uh, lay the geometry from the subdivision plat on the ground, so that people can come in and um, and. Move on to their property, buy a subdivision lot, build improvements, uh, and live the American dream. Uh, number three is a little more problematic. Locating, relocating, establishing, reestablishing, or retracing property lines or boundaries of any tract of land. Road, right of way, or easement. What does that mean? Locating. Okay um if i'm thinking of the two fundamental functions of surveyors uh you're either an original surveyor or a retracing surveyor now the retracing surveyors job as we've discussed before is uh is to find where the property lines have become established on the ground and i think this is one of the problems uh for for this definition and for surveyors is uh a lot of uh older surveyors is we were we were taught that this 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 um, term property was something that we didn't get involved with. Uh we we don't determine people's property rights. As a matter of fact I can I can find it in the most revered of all of the surveying texts that are out there. Uh it still has Mr Brown's name on it. That's not Mr Brown's book uh anymore. It's called Evidence and Procedures for Boundary Location. Let me, I'm just going to open it up here. I'm going to go to page two. On page two, in keeping with recent legal decisions, we have somewhat, we the authors, have somewhat modified the terminology. For instance, seldom is the term property line or property boundary used. It is our belief that property rights, including property boundaries, are legal questions and assets are not addressed by the land surveyors. Surveyors locate boundaries or land boundaries or deed lines. They do not and cannot locate property rights. That's the issue in a nutshell. Um, whoever put that language. In evidence and procedures. It's it's somewhat familiar, it's somewhat similar to the language that Brown had in his original uh, first edition of Evidence and Procedures, but it's been somewhat modified, okay? The idea was that surveyors don't get involved with, with dealing with property rights. They don't get involved with dealing <coughs> dealing with property boundaries. All the surveyor does, or, or is supposed to do, <coughs> is just stake out the geometry from the deed. Well, that's not what the law says. And this is what I've come to learn, uh, um, over my years of studying the law is, is the, the surveying to a certain extent is, is practiced as a belief system. It's practiced as survey mythology. Survey, and, and some of the, and some of the problem is right here in evidence and procedures. This is the next edition. I think it's the latest one on page two. For the uninitiated, that is just that is that is telling the surveyor that they don't deal with property rights. They don't deal with property boundaries. They're not supposed to deal with property rights or property boundaries because those are legal questions. And as we've discussed before, as a matter of fact, the last time we didn't have a, a guest on the program, we were discussing we were discussing the boundary establishment doctrines. And we were discussing the fact that the boundary establishment doctrines, all but one. They're not legal questions at all. And here they are. This is what we were going over last time we didn't have a guest. The boundary establishment doctrines. Adverse possession. Common grantor doctrine. Doctrine of monuments. Original surveyor following surveyor. Lines uh, actually run on the ground. Acquiescence. Oral agreement. Practical location. Repose. Estoppel. Junior-senior conveyances. All of those doctrines of boundary establishment. All of them, except for adverse possession are purely location questions. There's no legal question to them at all. We were discussing this last week with John Stahl. there is this isn't the practice of law. This is not the practice of law. Now adverse possession you want to go into court and you want to argue at the adverse possession an adverse possession case now you're practicing law. There's a two, any boundary determination is a two-part question. What is the property? That's the legal question. What is it? Southwest quarter, of the northeast quarter, section, township, and range. That's what it is. Lot 9, Garfunkel subdivision. That's what it is. That's the legal question. Now, adverse possession argues the legal question. One person is is wanting uh, the status quo or wanting uh, Lot 9, and the other person wants a piece of Lot 9. Or it could be the lot nine owner wants a piece of lot eight, been adversely possessing a strip of lot eight. And so the adverse possession claim is uh, my client, uh, the plaintiff, owns lot nine plus he owns a piece of lot eight. That's arguing the title. That's arguing the legal question. That is practicing the law. Given an opinion on the legal question, um, a legal opinion. I, I do. I do believe surveyors give a, give opinions on, on locate on the location questions, but not necessarily the title question. That's really not the surveyor's job to question the title documents. Um, it's lot nine Garfunkel subdivision. The guy's adverse, uh, lot 9 guy is adversely possessing the west 10 feet of lot 8. That's a potential property line until you win your adverse possession case, which is a title fight. It's a title fight. All of these others, common grantor, doctor, doctor, monuments, original surveyor, following surveyor, these are all location questions. Lines actually run on the ground, location, acquiescence, location. Oral agreement, location, practical location, location, repose, location, estoppel, location, junior, senior conveyances. These are location questions. The location question is the factual question. So uh, the two-part question and answer session on any boundary determination is what's the property? Legal question. Where's it located? Given what it is, it's lot nine. Garfunkel subdivision. Where is it located? That's a factual question. It's what my stop sign analogy is, is pretty good, pretty close. It, it, it gets the point across. You're a licensed driver driving down the road. You are supposed to know and apply the laws of the road, the driving laws. You were supposed to apply Know and apply the law when you are, when you have a driver's license and you're driving down the road. You can't blow through a stop sign. You can't blow through a stop sign. The cop pulls you over, and the cop says, that was a stop sign back there. And you say, yeah, okay, it was a stop sign. And the, the cop's going to say to you, well, why didn't you stop? Well, the legal question is, is a stop sign. That's a legal question. What are you supposed to do? What's the legal answer? I'm supposed to stop. So you tell the cop that pulled you over, I, I can't give an opinion on the legal question because I'm not a lawyer. And that's when they pull you out of the car and, you know, handcuff you and take you to jail. Even licensed drivers are supposed to know the law that applies to driving and apply the law. The factual case... Uh, question in that situation is where do you stop it's the same it's the same thing as this is this is why this is a good analogy to property boundary surveying where do you stop where's the pro? where has the property line become established on the ground where do you stop for the stop sign well then you're going to say well there's a stop bar there jeff That's where you stop. You stop at the stop bar. It's the same exact situation with the boundary. You stop at the established boundary. You stop at the stop bar. Did you stop, or where do you stop, is the factual question for the surveyor. So the surveyor, like a licensed driver, the idea that surveyors are not supposed to know and apply the law is ridiculous. And one of the problems... With the definition of surveying, because listen to this definition. Locating, relocating, establishing, reestablishing, or retracing property lines or boundaries of any tract of land. It doesn't say it, but it's, they're attempting badly to, and not very successfully, to describe retracement surveying. But they've completely blown it. What does relocating mean? Webster's New World's College Dictionary. Relocating. Relocate. To move to a new location. Does that sound like a retracing survey? The goal of retracement surveying is to find where the boundary lines have become established on the ground by using the boundary establishment doctrines common grantor doctrine. What does that say? When the common grantor causes the land to be subdivided on the ground and the monuments put in place, those monuments are sacrosanct. You don't go out and relocate them. Establishing, reestablishing. This is a total fundamental failure of the NCEES and the people who promulgated this definition. They don't understand that surveyors have nothing, almost nothing to do with the establishment of boundaries on the ground. The surveyor in the final analysis is a tool. Now, there are boundary establishment doctrines based on surveying activity, but that surveying activity in and of itself does not establish anything. Common grantor doctrine. The common grantor causes the the property to be subdivided on the ground. This is a subdivision of land. The surveyor goes out and sets the monuments in the ground. What happens if none of the landowners know that the monuments are in the ground? Do the boundary lines become established? Let's just say an, an extreme example. The, the the developer brings in four... The the, the developer, the original uh, grantor, the, origi- the common grantor, the subdividing uh, developer, Causes all of the lots to be laid out. So that's an original survey. Nobody and no lots get sold. Then the developer finds out that they're in a flood, they're four feet deep in a flood zone. They're three feet deep in the flood, flood zone, and decides, okay, well, you know, in order to sell these lots, we're going to have to bring in fill. So they bring in four feet of fill. Now he's already had the lots subdivided. He's already had the lots laid out. He's got an original surveyor. They put in four feet of dip fill and start selling the lots. But guess what? Nobody knows where the property is located on the ground. So now he has another surveyor come out and put put new pens in the ground so people can find out where uh, their lots are located. Now, then they buy their lots with the monuments in place, We're back to the common grantor doctrine. They go into reliance. They, being the people, the landowners, go into reliance on those monuments in the ground. And that's how boundaries get established. What about those monuments that are four feet under the ground? Nobody cares about those monuments except possibly a, a, a surveyor coming along 20 years later. And he, and he, and he doesn't find a monument uh, on the surface and he digs down four feet and he finds a monument. Was that the monument that the, that the landowners went into reliance on when they built their improvements? No. No, it's not. Is he supposed to, is he supposed to relocate those monuments? No, that's not retracement survey. So why is this, why is this in the definition? Okay, I can see locating, locating, locating. We'll we'll, we'll come back to locating uh, after the break, here, folks. We'll we'll be back uh, in just a couple of minutes.
0: Quick stakes. Does your survey supply dealer have quick stakes? If not, demand that they start carrying quick stakes. Did you know that quick stakes are better for your back than your local chiropractor? Lightweight and easier to use than the old heavy wooden stake. Order a sample today and prove it to yourself. Quick Steaks, your bike-friendly stake.
1: Whether cruising the strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com.
0: And one more reminder, Quickstakes, Parker Davis is open waiting for your order, and you get it in today, the they'll get it out today or tomorrow, and you'll have it this week. So when all of the business starts hitting you, you'll be prepared. Get those markers. They are fantastic, and so are the Quickstakes. People love both. So call Quickstakes, uh, call Parker Davis, 800-438-0387, or go online to quickstake.com. Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E dot com and place your order. We'll be back with Jeff in just a couple of seconds. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the com. Thank you for listening.
1: Okay, folks. Uh, welcome back to the Surveyors Hour. This is Jeff Lucas, your host. Uh, we're discussing uh, the definition of surveying and just how atrociously bad The model definition of surveying is um, yeah. I I didn't. I I guess I got a little long-winded this week uh, for the program. I I haven't even covered half of what I wanted to cover, but we're gonna we're gonna try to wrap this up, and um, maybe I'll I'll pick back up on this next week. I don't know. But um, so I read to the definition of surveying, the the task involved in surveying. None of them. Uh, one of them, uh, one of them deals with that was the number four. Actually, it's number D. Making any survey for the division, subdivision, or consolidation of tracts of land—that's an original survey. So why can't we just say that? That's an original survey. You're either doing an original survey or you're doing a retracement survey. When it comes to property boundaries, all of this other stuff, determining the shape of the earth—that's that that. That doesn't have anything to do with property. Uh, Geodetic surveys, size and shape of their that really that doesn't that's not the core issue. We don't need to be licensed and regulated to do that. We got people out there who are well qualified doing that, and they don't have licenses, and they don't need to be regulated. Making any survey for the okay that that was D E locating or laying out alignments, position. We don't need surveyors for construction staking anymore. Determining by use of principles of serving the position of any survey monument or reference point. Those technicians, can, that's technical work. Technicians can do that. Creating, preparing, and modifying electronic computerized or other data relative to the performance of surveying. Okay, surveyor puts a map together. That's not exclusive to surveyors either. Anybody can put a map together, okay? Uh, just can't put it together using survey points or your surveying. Uh, or you are practicing surveying without a license. So the core issue is right here under C, the third one down, locating, relocating, establishing, reestablishing or retracing property lines or boundaries. All right. So we got retracing property lines in there. But we also have locate what's locating? Okay, uh, locating uh, locating the established boundary on the- it doesn't say that, but locating uh, the boundary line, ostensibly that would be that would mean retracement surveying. Then it says relocating, establishing, reestablishing or retracing. So I could do any one of these uh, and call it a boundary survey. I can do any one of these one, two, three, four, five. I can do either one, any one of them. I can locate, I can relocate. Relocate means I'm going to put it in a new position and that's cover, that is cover for what I've been talking about here on this program, deed staking. What is deed staking? Deed staking is taking the geometry from the deed, which it could say Lot 9 Garfunkel subdivision, and you go to the plat and you get the geometry on the lot. That's just slap mindlessly, almost mindlessly slapping the geometry on the ground, slapping the measurements on the ground, driving in pins in new positions where they never have ever been before Maybe even in the, uh, in the teeth of existing monumentation on the ground that the surveyor was too lazy to go find. And now we have multiple monuments in the ground. That's the pincushion effect. That's a pincushion corner. So I'm going to go relocate. Now that's not retracement. That's not original survey. That's not a retracement survey. I'm going to go relocate the property lines on the ground. That's an aberrant survey, uh, task. That's an aberrant survey practice. We don't do. We're not supposed to do that. The fundamental principles of surveying say you're either an original surveyor. What do you have to be to be an original surveyor? You got to have a common grantor, or I'm a retracement surveyor, finding where the boundary lines have already become established on the ground. I don't establish anything. Surveyors don't establish anything. The people. Going into reliance on surveying activity, do establish. That's how boundaries get established. So surveyors, this, this uh, putting in there in the definition, establishing and reestablishing is is shows the fundamental misunderstanding of how boundaries become established on the ground is right, written right there into the definition of surveying by the NCEES. Relocating. There's cover. There's cover. We're providing cover for aberrant practice. The deed staker. The proverbial deed staker. So the uh, surveyor goes out there, completely ignores, uh, almost completely ignores existing evidence, slaps the math on the ground from the geometry uh, in, in the deed, now has the line going through the house, or right next to the house, litigation ensues, the parties spend uh, tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars, this is my equivalent to amputating the wrong leg, Ten to hundreds of thousands of dollars over a non-issue, just to go to court, just to go to court and get an adjudication based on the Doctrine of Monuments or original surveyor, following surveyor, or acquiescence, or um, or practical location. Here's practical location in, in action. Surveyor goes out to the field and determines that all of the lines in the neighborhood, Dill versus Zanger, uh, what's another one, uh, Gilbert versus Geiger, what's another one, Northrop versus Opperman. All of the bout- uh, monuments in the neighborhood are all in the wrong place. We got to move them all. Um, the uh, Tillman versus uh, Beckham. the cases are endless. All of the monument uh, the entire subdivision needs to move five feet to the south, Tillman versus uh, Beckham, Florida. The entire subdivision, 29 lots, need to move five feet to the south. That's what the surveyor said. That's relocating, folks. That is doing some heavy relocating. But the uh, the boundary establishment doctrine is practical location. No. That subdivision is in its practical location. The law is not going to move it. And that's exactly what happened in that case. We're not moving 29 lots. Five feet to the south, because some surveyor says that it needs to move five feet to the south. No, it's in its practical location. Here's another problem with the NCEE definition that I brought up in my... Office. It's borderline criminal. Listen to this. This is Alabama's Commercial Law and Consumer Protection Act, Title A, Chapter 19, Deceptive Trade Practices. Alabama isn't alone. Many, many other states have consumer law, uh, consumer protection laws. Many other states have deceptive trade practices laws. Listen to this. I'm rolling down, I'm in, I'm in code, code section 8-19-5, unlawful trade practices. Down to number two. Causing confusion or misunderstanding as to the source, sponsorship, approval, or certification of goods or services. What are services? Land surveying or land surveying is professional services. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna go do a retracement survey. I don't want to do a retracement survey. Although that's the one of the, either I'm an original surveyor. Well, oh, I have to have a common grantor to be an original surveyor. So I can't be an original surveyor. Somebody called me up to come survey their property. There's no common grantor. These are independently owned pieces of, of, of land, chunks of dirt, pieces of property. But I don't have any, I don't, I'm not in any way, shape or form going to do a retracement survey because I, I don't have enough time to do that. Uh, they don't want to pay that kind of money. I'm going to just slap the math on the ground. I'm going to go relocate under the definition. I'm going to go relocate their property lines to where they should have been in the first place. That is repugnant. That is in, in totally repugnant to the basic tenets of retracement surveying. But I'm going to do it and I'm going to call it a boundary survey. And I'm going to turn to when the, when I get turned into the board for causing the lawsuit. Uh, the board's gonna say, well, what did you do? I, I'm, I'm gonna look at the definition. I said, well, I just relocated the property just like the definition calls for. I established it in a different location. Surveyors establish nothing. That's not what the definition says. Surveyors can establish or reestablish. They can locate or relocate. Listen to the deceptive trade practices. Number two, causing confusion or misunderstanding as to the source, sponsorship, approval, or certification of goods or services. I didn't do a retracement survey. I did a relocation survey, but I'm calling it a boundary survey. Five, representing that goods or services have sponsorship approval characteristics, ingredients, uses, benefits, or qualities they do not have. That's not a a true boundary survey. That's not a true retracement survey. You relocated the property lines, or that a person or sponsorship approval status, affiliation, or connection that he or she does not have. Number seven, deceptive trade practices. Representing that goods or services are of a particular standard or quality or grade, or those goods are of a particular style or model if they are of another. And advertising goods and services with the intent not to sell them as advertised. What's advertising under the Deceptive Trade Practices Act? When you answer your telephone, you're advertising. When you answer the call from the consumer who wants a survey, that's advertising. They want a they they don't know it. They wanna they want you to come out and show them where their property lines are. Remember what Brown had to say about that. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. What did Brown have to say about that? Most people want to know where their property lines are, and you're going to tell them I can I can come out and survey your property, or I'm come out and do a boundary survey for you. I can come out and do a boundary survey. But you have no intent of doing that at all. You're not going to go do a retracement survey. You're going to go do a relocation survey. You advertise goods or services with the intent not to sell them as advertised. At least four. At least four. Uh, let's give you a fifth one. Engaging in any other unconscionable, false, misleading, or deceptive act or practice in the conduct of trade or commerce. Five. I'm giving you five violations that the NCEES's definition of survey provides cover for. All right, folks, that's all we have for this week. Um, I'm I'm going to see if I can get a guest on next week. If not, we're going to continue this discussion. Thank you, and have a great day. You're listening to this web radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.